steady refrain in my head. Hope killer. Hope killer. Honor to you, sir. I forced the greeting out. His black eyes met mine for a second, piercing, inquiring. For a moment I wondered if the more outlandish stories were true, if there was magic in the gaze of this savage. Could he truly strip the truth from a man's soul? Since the war, stories had abounded of the Hope Killer's mysterious powers. He could talk to animals, command the nameless, and shape the weather to his will. His steel was tempered with the blood of fallen enemies and would never break in battle. And worst of all, he and his people worshipped the dead, communing with the shades of their forebears to conjure forth all manner of foulness. I gave little credence to such folly, reasoning that if the Northern's magics were so powerful, how had they contrived to suffer such a crushing defeat at our hands? My lord! Belin Alsorna's voice was harsh and thickly accented. His Alpiran had been learned in a dungeon, and his tones were no doubt coarsened by years of shouting above the clash of weapons and screams of the fallen to win victory in a hundred battles, one of which had cost me my closest friend and the future of this empire. I turned to the captain. Why is he shackled? The emperor ordered he be treated with respect. The people didn't like seeing him riding unfettered, the captain explained. The prisoner suggested we shackle him to avoid trouble. He moved to Alsorna and unlocked the restraints. The big man massaged his wrists with scarred hands. My lord! A shout from the crowd. I turned to see a portly man in a white robe hurrying towards us. Face wet with unaccustomed exertion. A moment, please! The captain's hand inched closer to his sabre, but Alsorna was unconcerned, smiling as the portly man approached. Governor Arowan! The portly man halted, wiping sweat from his face with a lace scarf. In his left hand, he carried a long bundle wrapped in cloth. He nodded at the captain and myself, but addressed himself to the prisoner. My lord, I never thought to see you again. Are you well? I am, governor. And you? The portly man spread his right hand, lace scarf dangling from his thumb, jeweled rings on every finger. Governor no longer. Merely a poor merchant these days. Trade is not what it was, but we make our way. Lord Verniers, Balin Alsorna gestured at me. This is Hollis Nestor Arowan, former governor of the city of Linesh. Honoured, sir. Arowan greeted me with a short bow. Honoured, sir, I replied formally. So this was the man from whom the Hope Killer had seized the city. Arowan's failure to take his own life in dishonour had been widely remarked upon in the aftermath of the war, but the Emperor, God's preserve him in his wisdom and mercy, had granted clemency in light of the extraordinary circumstances of the Hope Killer's occupation. Clemency, however, had not extended to a continuance of his governorship. Arowan turned back to Alsorna. It pleases me to find you well. I wrote to the Emperor begging mercy. I know. Your letter was read at my trial. I knew from the trial records that Arowan's letter, written at no small risk to his life, had formed part of the evidence describing curiously uncharacteristic acts of generosity and mercy by the Hope Killer during the war. The Emperor had listened patiently to it all before ruling 
that the prisoner was on trial for his crimes, not his virtues. Your daughter is well? the prisoner asked Darawan. Very. She weds this summer. A feckless son of a shipbuilder, but what can a poor father do? Thanks to you, at least she is alive to break my heart. I am glad. About the wedding, not your broken heart. I can offer no gift except my best wishes. Actually, my lord, I come with a gift of my own. Arwen lifted the long, cloth-covered bundle in both hands, presenting it to the hope-killer with a strangely grave expression. I hear you will have need of this again soon. There was a definite hesitation in the Northman's demeanour before he reached out to take the bundle, undoing the ties with his scarred hands. The cloth came away to reveal a sword of unfamiliar design. The scabbard-clad blade was a yard or so in length and straight, unlike the curved sabres favoured by Alpiri.